0: Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would reveal to everyone listening how much you truly love each and every one of them. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Proverbs 16, beginning in verse 1. The preparation of the heart belongs to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. Commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. The Lord has made all for himself. Yes, even the wicked for the day of doom. Everyone proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though they join forces, none will go unpunished. In mercy and truth, atonement is provided for iniquity. And by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. When a man's ways please the Lord, He makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Better is a little with righteousness than vast revenues without justice. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Divination is on the lips of the king. His mouth must not transgress in judgment. Honest weights and scales are the Lord's. All the weights in the bag are his work. It is an abomination for kings to commit wickedness, for a throne is established by righteousness. Righteous lips are the delight of kings, and they love him who speaks what is right. As messengers of death is the king's wrath, but a wise man will appease it. In the light of the king's face is life, and his favor is like a cloud of the latter rain. How much better to get wisdom than gold, and to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He who keeps his way preserves his soul. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. He who heeds the word wisely will find good, and whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. The wise in heart will be called prudent, and sweetness of the lips increases learning. Understanding is a wellspring of life to him who has it, but the correction of fools is folly. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. The person who labors, labors for himself, for his hungry mouth drives him on. An ungodly man digs up evil, and it is on his lips like a burning fire. A perverse man sows strife, and a whisperer separates the best of friends. A violent man entices his neighbor, and leads him in a way that is not good. He winks his eye to devise perverse things. He purses his lips and brings about evil. The silver-haired head is a crown of glory, if it is found in the way of righteousness. He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. The lot is cast into the lap, but its every decision is from the Lord. Friends, today I'd like to take a closer look at verse seven. And Proverbs 16, verse 7, says this When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Friends, we will come back to that verse prior to closing today, but what I'd like to do is end the week with one of my favorite books of the Bible. Now, the book I'm going to talk about is named Philemon, and let me give you a bit of background about this story. Paul had been on missionary journeys, and Philemon is a man who Paul has probably been with and known for several years, and he has become a deep friend of Paul. You can tell by the nature of this letter. I believe that Philemon probably helped with his ministry, so he was kind of like, you know, helping with evangelism. But wherever Paul went, Philemon had been with him, And now Philemon is in the city of Colossae. And he has a home church that he has begun with his wife. So what has happened is Philemon is a slave holder. And being a slave holder, sometimes slaves do not want to be slaves anymore. And he has a particular former slave named Onesimus. And Onesimus stole something from Philemon and escaped. But what has happened over the course of, we don't know how long, it could be days, it could maybe even be weeks, but what has happened is Onesimus has been imprisoned. And he, by some chance, and this is an example I don't believe anything is by chance, but he is actually placed in the cell next to the Apostle Paul, who is the writer of this letter. And a number of the letters that Paul wrote were from prison. So anyway, Onesimus begins to chat chat with Paul, and Paul talks about the goodness of the Lord. And over the course of a period of time... Onesimus receives Jesus as his Lord and Savior and is saved. So it is time Onesimus is getting ready to be let go. And so Paul is writing a letter. He finds out that Onesimus used to be the property of this man Philemon. And what Paul is doing is sending this letter to Philemon by the hands of Onesimus, his former slave. Now, friends, I will be reading out of the Passion Translation. And before we begin, Philemon actually means affectionate as, and is derived from the Greek word Philema, which means kiss. And this is interesting. Because back then, names were very important. So let's begin the book of Philemon, even though it's only one chapter, beginning in verse 1. From Paul, a prisoner of the anointed one, Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our precious friend and companion in this work to the church that meets in his house, along with our dear sister, Athea, and our fellow soldier, Archippus. Now, in the commentary for verse 2, it says that Aphia literally means fruitful one and is believed to be the name of Philemon's wife. Archippus means master of the horse and was possibly their son's name. So Paul knows these people very well. Let's go to verse 3. May God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ pour out His grace and peace upon you. Friends, the first point that I would like to bring up is that we should bless fellow believers. Now, Paul obviously knows this man Philemon, and friends, once we enter into the kingdom of God and receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, a man is known as a brother and a woman is known as a sister, and we should treat each other with endearment because we follow the same faith and we have the same belief in Jesus Christ. So I like this example that Paul is setting that we could follow. Let's go to verse 4. I am always thankful to my God as I remember you in my prayers, because I'm hearing reports about your faith in the Lord Jesus and how much love you have for all his fellow followers. I pray for you that the faith we share may effectively deepen your understanding of every good thing that belongs to you in Christ. Your love has impacted me and brings me great joy and encouragement, for the hearts of the believers have been greatly refreshed through you, dear brother. Now, friends, I love the example that Paul is setting for us here. This is how we should treat fellow Christians. And what I always like to think about in the back of my mind is we are not going to be with these people just through our time here on earth, but we are actually going to be with our fellow believers throughout eternity. So in other words, treat your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ with love and mercy and grace. Let's go to verse 8. And this passage is referred to as Paul's request on behalf of Onesimus. Even though I have enough boldness in Christ that I could command you to do what is proper I'd much rather make an appeal because of our friendship. So here I am, an old man, a prisoner for Christ, making my loving appeal to you. It is on behalf of my child, whose spiritual father I became while here in prison, that is Onesimus. So here he is letting Philemon know the love that he has found for this former slave. And at this time, Onesimus I'm guessing is maybe even in his teenage years. Because at the end of the lesson, I'm going to give you a little bit of follow-up on what happened to Onesimus after this story took place. Formally, He was not useful or valuable to you, but now he is valuable to both of us. He is my very heart, and I sent him back to you with this letter. So the second point I'd like to bring up is Paul requests Philemon receive Onesimus with grace and love. Let's go on to verse 13. I would have preferred to keep him at my side so that he could take your place as my helper during my imprisonment for the sake of the gospel. However, I did not want to make this decision without your consent so that your act of kindness would not be a matter of obligation but out of willingness." Perhaps you could think of it this way. He was separated from you for a short time so that you could have him back forever. So welcome him no longer as a slave, but more than that, as a dearly loved brother. He is that to me especially, and how much more so to you, both humanly speaking and in the Lord. So if you consider me your friend and partner, accept him the same way you would accept me. And if he has stolen anything from you or owes you anything, just place it on my account. Friends, my third point today is that Paul offers to pay Philemon back for anything Onesimus has taken. I really like this. This actually reminds me of the story of the Good Samaritan and how we should think about people. Be kind. Be gracious. Be loving. Do what you can for people, even if it takes a little bit of your time and even if it costs a little bit of your money. This, I believe, is what the Bible tells us that you will build up an account in heaven. When you do good things and help people, that is where your bank account in heaven will begin to rise. Material things we have here on earth will not go with us, but if we build a heavenly account, we will be rewarded once we get to heaven for what we've done on earth. Let's go to verse 19. I, Paul, have written these words in my own handwriting. I promise to pay you back everything to say nothing of the fact that you owe me your very self. Yes, my brother, enrich my soul in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. I'm writing to you with confidence that you will comply with my request and do even more than what I'm asking. And would you do one more thing for me? Since I'm hoping, through your prayers, to be restored to you soon, please prepare a guest room for me. Epiphras, my fellow prisoner in the Anointed One Jesus, sends his greetings of peace to you. And so does Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my companions in this ministry. May the unconditional love of the Lord Jesus, the Anointed One, be with your spirit. Friends, I hope you've enjoyed this beautiful letter as much as I do. Before we close today, I'd like to go back to our verse of the day found in Proverb 16, verse 7. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Now, friends, this letter is based on forgiveness. And everyone listening... There have been people who have wronged you. There have been people that we have wronged. So what I'd like to just plant a seed in everyone listening today is be quick to forgive. Be quick to forgive, whether it is your spouse or a loved one, a child or parent, maybe even your boss. But when someone wrongs you, be quick to forgive. Jesus was quick to forgive. I assure you of that. And he set that example for each and every one of us. Friends, my call to action today is simply this. Do you bless the people that you are around if you know that there are fellow Christians. Are you kind? Are you loving? Do you have grace? Do you have mercy? And do you have compassion on people who you know have yet to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior? Friends, Jesus set the example for us of how we can live our lives every day. Please take advantage of that. We are to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Now friends, according to church history, Onesimus went on to become a very important person in the church. He later became a bishop in the church in the city of Ephesus after Timothy's death. And later he was martyred. In the year 109, he was stoned to death, and after he had died from stoning, they took his corpse and beheaded him. The suggested scripture reading today would be to reread our proverb of the day, Proverb 2. Tomorrow, please read Proverb 3, and on Sunday, please read Proverb 4. And if you have the time, I ask that you consider reading this wonderful letter called Philemon each of those three days. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If there is anyone listening today and you've never taken that step, I ask that you say a simple prayer after me today. Jesus, I acknowledge that I am a sinner and have need of a Savior. I believe that you are the Son of God, that you came to earth and died on a cross. You were buried, but on the third day you rose from the dead and now sit at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. Jesus, I invite you to come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if any of you repeated that prayer, please take a moment, go on my webpage, wisdomtodaybk.com. If you would, simply click on the contact tab. Let me know you said that prayer. I want to welcome you to the family of God. You now are my brother or sister in Christ. Friends, this is the weekend. If you would, take out your wife, go out with your husband, Spend some time with your kids. Spend some quality time. Let them know how much God loves them and how much you love them. And I will see you back on Monday as we further explore wisdom today.